0: Hi, I'm WTOP Entertainment Editor Jason Fraley, and I'm here with...
1: Rita Kessler.
0: A longtime 930 Club <laughs> goer uh, here in D.C., and we're being joined now by the co-owner of 930 Club, Seth Hurwitz. Seth, thanks so much for taking the time. Sure. Um, And the reason we're doing this, obviously, is 930 Club is celebrating a special not one but two anniversaries, 35 years in the nation's capital and 20 years at its current location. Um, So, Seth, uh, first of all, tell us exactly how you came up with this idea to do the World's Fair. You know, you see the anniversary coming up on the calendar. How would you guys brainstorm this sucker?
2: Well, you know, we were putting out this book, which is a really cool book. Um, Everyone should get it and have it on their coffee table and then read it. Um, it's it's a 35th anniversary book. The 930's been around since 1980. It, was, it began at 930 F Street, which is where it gets its name from, and moved to the new location in 96. So it's 35 years overall, 20 years in the new location. We decided to do a book about that. Um, and then I thought, I don't know where I came up with the idea. I thought of like a, a fun house, like... <laughs> What a walkthrough version, you know, someone's nightmare version of the the club. And just kind of a fantasy, you know, a labyrinth. You won't recognize the club. You get sent, you know, in the bottom and, and up and down the stairs. And it tells the story of the old club and how it turned into the new club and moved and all this stuff. And I don't know. I just, I don't remember how it got started exactly, but I... I just wanted to do something we hadn't done before. 5 years ago we did a commemorative concert for the 30th and it was such a perfect event and uh, an all-star tribute through the years and and lots of old friends coming back and performing including Dave Grohl but I didn't want to try to top that. I had to do something different and mm-hmm. I thought this would be cool. And you know when I was a kid I used to go to the world's fairs. I went to York and Expo Montreal and was always exciting and you'd go in these buildings and you'd get sent through these pathways and different audio visual things at each turn of course uh you know the great theme park rides do that and i just i wanted to try to do that for people and have them learn about the history of the club and and have fun while they're doing it and surprise them and we always try to think of things that have never been done that's my thing
1: well, yeah. What is going on there that uh I've heard there's a lot of interactive things going on? I heard a rumor there's a tattoo artist giving out real tattoos
2: well, you know uh, <laughs> we decided to <laughs> offer free tattoos of the nine thirty club logo that for anyone that wants one so uh if you if you would like to have the nine thirty club uh on yourself permanently, we'd like to give it to you so it's on us. Come by and uh, get one on us. We, um, we just released a bunch more tickets because we ran through the thing last night and realized there was probably a little more space, than we thought we wanted to be careful. We didn't want to jam people in there, but there's some more space, so we opened up some more tickets for the next few nights. You should grab those because they're going to go quick. Are they online? Is that how you would get Yeah, you go online just like you would buy a ticket to a 930 show, except um, you don't have to pay anything.
0: Okay, and is that for every night? There's space every night. Up? Yeah, oh, there's awesome. now we
2: just opened up a bunch of tickets, so go grab them. And uh, we got more. We got more room than we thought, which is great. It's very comfortable, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, some people leave early. Some people stay and look at stuff for hours. It's and, and go through it again. It's. Uh, so the response has been good because I, know, I
1: know it just started yesterday. So the response has been good to this.
2: Oh yeah, uh, people just love it. I you know I. I feel like a politician this morning. Uh, last night I was shaking hands all night, people coming up and 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 thanking us for being there uh, and congratulating us, which is kind of odd because, you know, we just went in every day and did our thing. It's kind of like Cal Ripken when he did his Iron Man thing and, and he just said, hey, I just went and did my job. I mean, we just, it's 35 years. It wasn't a goal. It wasn't, uh, to us, it's not an accomplishment. It's just, that's what we do, you know?
1: What do you think it is about the club that makes it so special? I mean, not only the fans, but the bands really like playing there, too, whether it was the old club or the club that you have now. So what? what is the secret to the success of the 930 Club? Well, that's
2: real simple, and I've been asked that a lot lately, and there's only one answer, and it's the people that work there. So when you go there and, you, and it, it's how you're treated, which is, of course— what is the secret of any success in business or or anywhere you go? I mean, if you go to a restaurant and the food's okay, but people are really nice, you're you're probably going to go back. Um, But if you go to a restaurant and the food's great, but you're not treated well, you're not going back. I mean, we, we just like to be, you know, we're there to have fun too. So we, we try to find nice people. We, we want to have fun. We want to be nice people. We want, people to be happy when they go there we want the bands to be happy so it just kind of attracts this group of uh, people that work there that are really happy to be there and proud to be there and and it's it's gone on that way for years a long time ago a woman named Dodie Bowers now Dodie DeSanto started the place and she put together a collection of very interesting and, and enthusiastic and artistic people when I bought the club from her I tried to carry that on and, and keep that going and, and just go from generation to generation and just keep keep hiring people that are happy to be there and, and really excited about being the 930 Club and, and, you know, transition by transition, those people become the 930 Club. That's what the 930 Club is. It's just It's just bricks and steel like any other building, so the difference is the people that run it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the people that work there um, is, in, you know, the community you've made there um, is the biggest reason people keep coming back, but I I hear from a lot of bands that also it's the Cupcakes.
2: <laughs> well, the Cupcakes, you know, that was interesting. The That was kind of a, an accident. I had a cupcake in Texas um, in Austin a, from a trailer called Hey Cupcake, and it was, it was really good, and I thought, well, we should sell cupcakes, just because I wanted to sell cupcakes. And I get home, and everyone says... Well, you know that's a big fad, right? There's like lines for cupcakes. I didn't know that. So that's <laughs> not why I did it. I just wanted to have a good cupcake at the club. Right. So we invented this sort of uh, hostess cupcake on steroids with 930 logo instead of the uh, the white squiggle. And we worked with a bakery, Buzz Bakery, to, to produce it. And it really wasn't cost effective for them to produce just enough to, for us to sell because we weren't going to sell a lot. So we thought, well, let's let's do a bunch more and we'll give them to the bands. How many do you need to do to, to make it worth doing it every night? And they told us, and we said, okay, well, we'll never sell that many. So we'll just give the rest to the bands. So we started putting them in the band's dressing rooms. It was not intentional. I wish I could take credit for it, but it just, the bands went nuts over them and started tweeting them. And that became a thing all, all to itself. And now it's, it's a, bands can't wait to get their cupcakes and, and, Instagram a picture of them with their cupcakes, and they talk about them on stage. And, and now it's a thing. It it, <laughs> it wasn't intended to be, but it is.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we talked a lot about um, you know all the things that, that you, you're trying to do for people that come out to the actual show, but the tattoos. And in, is there also going to be some backstage tours or holograms? I've heard.
2: Well, people get to walk all through the club, and one of the things I saw last night, that people seem really excited about. Um, was going in the dressing room and checking that out. We we, we put out the hair dryer we had to get for James Brown once. <laughs> and and you can get a picture under that hairdryer. And uh, that seems to be what people are excited about. For <laughs> us, that's just, you know, everyday sort of stuff. I don't mean to sound jaded, but, right. you know, that that's just a dressing room. Like your studio there is just your studio. I'm sure there's a lot of people that will be excited to see uh Glass and Closed nerve center. But yeah, we also have you, James, we have it's, James it's Brown's hair blower here too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get to, uh, you get to go on stage and see what it's like to be on stage at nine thirty, complete with with an audience going mad on on screen in front of you. So it's it's a lot of fun um, and lots of stuff to look at and uh, really cool T shirt we did for the thing with a, a logo that's kind of based on the New York World's Fair Parisphere thing and. Uh, A lot of stuff. I don't want to... Oh, well, let me tell you what else, by the way. Uh, Go for it. That we created for for the World's Fair, but we're going to keep it as a permanent exhibition, and and it'll be a tradition now. It's the 930 Hall of Records. And what that Mm -hmm. is, is for every 930 show, in chronological order, there is an album of that headlining act. So you go through the library, and you can see every show that's been at the 930. Wow. And, and a record, which back in the beginning, of course, they were all vinyl, and eventually it turns into CDs, But wow. you can go and look at shows you've been to, and if you're a band, of course, you you know, hopefully, you want your record up there someday. Well, and
0: as you it's, personally, it's a, as you personally walk through that that hall and see all the albums of all the different shows, do you um, do any of them jump out at you as ones that you remember as some of your you know more memorable shows over the years? Which act You know, people
2: ask me that all the time. I mean I mean there's so many great shows. Uh you know, for me it's as a kid growing up going to concerts, when I get to do stuff I, I saw at the Cap Center or you know, when I was young at, at Lisner or the Warner or, you know, these acts that mm-hmm. that were a big deal back then and, and now I'm promoting them when I did Bob Dylan and Deep Purple and stuff like that, those were heroes to me. So that's that's exciting for me. That's like uh, pinch me sort of stuff. But, um, you know, I really love uh, the local bands like Trouble Funk and Thievery Corporation. You know, to be able to, to have people you know up there on sold-out shows and, and you got your neighbors playing and in the audience and everyone's having a great time and it's sold out. I mean, that, those are really the best nights for me.
0: And tell us a little bit about the the book and putting that together because we've talked a lot about about the World's Fair itself. But um, how much time and effort went into putting this thing together? Because it's pretty much it's like a scrapbook over the years.
1: Yeah, it's like an oral history. So that's what I thought really really interesting about the book.
2: Well, you know, we started uh, asking everyone we knew. Uh, you know, do you have some photos? Do you have videos? And it just stuff came pouring out of the woodwork. So now we had all this stuff to sort it through. And then, you know, how do we put this together in a, in a way that people, that entertains people? I wanted to come up, the, the idea was a coffee table book, but I wanted a, a book that people would actually read and not flip through it and then just put on their table there. Right. So we really went through every page and tried to make it entertaining and interesting and have funny and unusual stories that people didn't know and cool pictures. And, I mean, we've spent a year sitting down every, you know, working on that thing and and really um, trying to come up with you asked me before what's the 930 what makes the 930 the 930 it's the people that work there and it's just all the little things that add up it's it's like um, you know an old barbecue an old barbecue pit in Texas sorry it's like an old barbecue pit in Texas that's just seasoned from years and years of use and you can't duplicate that you can't just open a (laughs) brand new barbecue place and it's going to taste great it's it's just got this character that's built up from all these little things. And if you read that book, you'll see how they all add up. And when you walk around the place, you'll, you'll feel differently about it. You'll, you'll realize how much goes into that feeling you get. I mean, you asked me, what is it? You know, what's that, what's that feeling? What makes the 930 and 930? And, and this book kind of tells the story, and it's not any one thing. It, it all adds up.
1: Well, when you talk about the employees and how, how they make what the club is, I noticed that uh, towards the end with the In Memoriam, you had the special page for Josh. What was it about Josh that everybody from the bands to the fans to the people that work there that made him just such a big part of the club?
2: Josh uh, was a great example of don't judge a book by its cover. So Josh was this huge, scary-looking dude with with... All kinds of piercings and, and tattoos and whatnot, and but then when you talk to him, he was the nicest, smartest guy you'll ever meet. Very calm and sensible, and I loved how people totally misjudged him by what he looked like, and then they, then they, then they found out who he was, and that always uh, that was always a great thing. But he kind of represented us in that it was. You know he strived to be different, but yet not in any sort of bad way. He retained the best of values. I mean, he, when he, Josh was our security guy, and Josh handled a lot of um, urgent situations. But whatever situation Josh handled, the the guiding light there was okay. What's the right thing to do here? Which is always best, right? I mean, don't you, you always want to do the right thing? And that's how Josh made decisions. And he's kind of a leader in that regard. But, you know, everyone at the club tries to do that. He was he was our sort of uh, figurehead and, and the most recognizable figure.
1: I always thought be a very welcoming face as you walk into the club. You always see him and everybody knows him.
2: <laughs> that's right. And anyone who had ever dealt with him knew when they saw him it was comforting because, okay, you know, Josh is here, everything's going to be fine. But there's a whole lot of other people that are, you know, equally as responsible and comforting and, and, you know, take care of everyone there. I think when people go to the nine thirty club, they feel like they're going to be taken care of. If there's a problem, we're going to figure out the right way to deal with it. Right. We don't just throw drunks out. We get to the bottom of the problem and, you know, see what the issue is and, and solve things and, and do it in a human way and, and deal with people as people, not just, uh, you know, someone that needs to get thrown out or something. So, you know, and, and Josh was uh, the leader of that and, and set the most visible example. But even when he was there, you know, everyone else was like that as well. So um, people miss the one figure they could spot. But I think since he's left, people have come to realize that really everyone who works at the 930 was like that.
0: Right. Yeah. You I mean, you mentioned he's. He taught you know us not to judge a book by its cover, but with your anniversary book, we are gonna judge it by its cover because it's awesome. It's a 3D cover. The whole book is great. Um, people, can, I guess people can pick it up if they head out to the World's Fair tonight or or online. Is that how they get it?
2: Yep, you can go online at 9:30 Club and uh, order one. Um, they're kind of it's a limited edition, so you need to grab one quick, and they're selling fast. But um, and I don't know if they're all actually physically shipped, so it's pre-order right now. Okay they're coming in uh... they're coming in uh... by the truckload but they're small trucks so uh... (laughs) And in if terms of the you can t- get it right, you can get it now. It's kind of like a show, you know. Don't think about it too long. If it's exactly. sold out, so go grab one.
0: And in terms of the I'm extra, t- in terms of the extra tickets to the that you're making available to all the other nights of the of the World's Fair, do you know how many how many extras you're making available? Like you know, sort of the details on that. So because I think that's kind of a, a cool thing to include here in in the piece is that hey, you, you thought it was sold out. Uh, I'm did. not
2: sure the exact number, but you know, we we want it to be very comfortable for people, so it's not that many. Okay. We we just released a few extra. I, I we didn't go crazy, but uh, there was obviously some more more room. You know, we, we conservatively and see how it went the first night. And we thought, okay, we could we could let a few more people in. Um, it's a lot less than when there's a show, okay? Because there's a, the exhibits take up a lot of space, but um, we decided to go ahead and let a few more people in. But it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's going to get taken down after Saturday, and um, there is going to be a closing night. Party that we're about to announce, and um, maybe someone will smack me down to the club for uh, announcing it to you first. But stay tuned for that. the special guest DJ Bob Mold,
0: and this will be will this be at
2: nine thirty club? Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, Saturday night. So uh, stay tuned for info about that.
0: All right, can you give us a little a little bit? You said there's a special DJ.
2: Well, Bob Mold, you know, he, okay. he had residence here for a while uh, from the band, and he was in the band Do, and he's just a mm-hmm. Kind of one of our family from over the years playing all his bands with us. And uh, he did a DJ thing for many years here. So he's going to come back and spin for a closing night party on Saturday night.
0: There you go. Break, And breaking uh, news on tickets W-table.
2: will be $9.30 for that. And we will announce the details soon.
0: Perfect. That's perfect. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We we really, really appreciate it. I know Rita's heading out there tonight to check it out. Um, thanks for filling us in on the cupcakes and your favorite acts and even breaking news about new tickets available. And there's even breaking news about a special party closing out. So.
2: Well, I just I want to thank all the people that uh, came down last night. And, and, you know, people come up to us and, and thank us and tell us about their personal, you know, what what the 930 Club is to them. And the 930 Club is, is A lot of different things to a lot of people. It's the old club to some people. It's the new club. It's both. And I just love hearing how it's part of people's lives. And uh, 35 years, that's yesterday. We're going to continue today and tomorrow. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. That's Seth Hurwitz, co-owner of 930 Club on WTOP. Thank you, Seth. Thanks.